episode has a content warning for discussion of the early stages of labor, IUI, IVF, negative experiences in the medical system, multiple attempts at getting pregnant, miscarriage, and use of profanity. <laughs> Parenthood, man. It's not what you think. my friend yes Way to go Joven. That that's the so opening sound that's that the was so theme. good we should make that my ringtone yes do you remember your grunts i used to have your your workout grunts as my text tone for so long <laughs> but then i kept missing texts so i had to change them because i had them too quiet but um because yeah, it sounded like someone being like uh <laughs> <laughs> and like over and over like uh Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I've also decided that this is the only mug that I'm ever going to use while we're recording. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag dad goals, man. How are you feeling? How are your contractions? Oh my god. The contraction stopped a f- freaking course. Like, it was seriously, Alexis, it was like five days of just oh like. God, Kyle. And the, the contractions were like an hour apart, five minutes apart, 15 minutes, 45 minutes, like just all over the place. So I was just like, I couldn't, I could barely sleep for like two days. I couldn't sleep because the contractions kept waking me up. Did, because they hurt so much? Yeah, they hurt or like my stomach would like tighten up and it would like, it, it would take, it would like knock the wind out of me. <gasps> and like, <laughs> I've been like pulling some very sick dad moves lately and nurturing the garden oh god that's so good it's great my garden looks so good right now what's Uh, in it what's in it i want to see pictures like my like my yard like i've been like landscaping like like, yeah because like the landscaping that came with the house was actually like quite nice but it does take a lot to maintain it um Mm -hmm. and when we moved in there were these bushes these three bushes by our deck that look like they were dead and I fucking brought those things back to life they are like green and like bushy and there's like leaves I've got another some other bushes out in the front that look like they were dying and I just like love them up and like How? prune them water oh, them every day you them in water. Yeah. yeah and now they're flowering so what color yellow nice that's so nice I'm gonna weed my babies and then I'm such a bad housewife. <laughs> Steph like comes home and has to clean shit all the time because I'll be like, I'll just I'll like be researching something that I'll be like interested in. Yeah. And I'll go down like a rabbit hole, and then all of a sudden it's four o'clock and I haven't done anything. <laughs> but you've done your gardening. Hashtag dad goals. <laughs> yeah, but I gardened. I have a gardening schedule. I have yeah. a like seven-day gardening schedule and dude you're growing a fucking baby like you that's your ultimate job you know like totally so like as long as you're filling your soul and like eating and that's all you got to do and i'm sure steph doesn't mind i'm sure it's just funny (laughs) i know i know something like when she left she was like pretty stressed this morning but i know something that like really helps calm her down is a clean house oh Um, yeah 
Yeah, so I'm gonna probably after this, I'm gonna do like a a top to bottom clean of the house with lots of breaks. With lots of breaks, maybe they'll make the baby come. Yeah, Gemini season. Uh, hey, there's Pregya. Okay, how are you? Hi. Hi. Sorry, we're late. That's okay. That's okay. Getting Vidya water. Yeah, that's that's Kyle. Hi, Vidya. You say hi. Hi, sweetheart. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. having her lunch. That's oh my god, so good. Being outside is so nice. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, this is Joven. Hi, Joven. It's a baby. Hi. That's Alexis and baby Joven. Yeah. Say hi, so Joven. Baby Joven. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is really cool. Really, really cool. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. The brand new baby. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, one out and one on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they're pregnant. So for the purposes of the podcast, can you just say, start with saying your, uh, your name and your pronouns? Yeah. So my That's name is Pragya and my pronouns are she and her. Awesome. My name is Michael. My pronouns are he and him. And I mean, we we should probably acknowledge the tiny humans that are on chat with us as well. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to see your name and your pronouns? Yeah, and and the pronouns we're using for her right now are she and her. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Like Alexis was saying, I know um, I've been talking to Michael about this for a, a a few months back when we were even still like working together. Just trying to like drop a little bug in his ear, being like, "I want to know your story." <laughs> I guess that was good because she'll know. She'll know the details. Yeah, <laughs> Michael doesn't remember most of it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So how, yeah. how long have the two of you been together? Well, um, ten, ten years. years. Ten and a half years. We just had our nine-year anniversary. Our wedding anniversary. Yes. So we've been, yeah, yeah. So we've been together for ten, and then married for nine. Amazing. It's a long ass time. It's a long time. It's a very short courtship, very long marriage. <laughs> the best. That, that sounds. That sounds like some peak gay right there. Some peak queer. <laughs> yeah. So it, it totally is. So basically, I had been in India for my cousin's wedding. And we went to see this astrologer, and he was like, yeah, you're going to get married in January. And I was like, how am I going to get married in months? And my mom was like, no, that just kind of means that you're going to meet the person you're going to love. Because, like, in in India, like, that just, that comes at the same time. And um, so then I met him, like, a few, about a month after I got home from India, like, at the end of January, we started talking. And then a couple months later, I was just like, so just so you know, we're going to get married. And he's like, <laughs> really? Oh, that is just so beautiful. The astrologer was telling me about 
I love it. I love a like a, a meeting story. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's so brilliant. You can't see very well. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, you could sit on my knee and you could be up a bit higher. You could sit on your knees. There you are. Oh, that's that so good. We can see all of you. Yay. Hooray. Okay. So, who carried, who carried video? Who's carry, who carried the outside baby and who's carrying the inside baby? Whose uterus were you in, did ya? Yeah? yeah, mommy's uterus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when I, when I was baby? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm carrying both. So I'm okay. carrying, I carried Vidya and I'm carrying baby number two. <laughs> Excellent. How did you two decide to have children? Like, how did that conversation go? <laughs> That was a conversation on our first date, actually, because um, we we met on OkCupid, and um, Michael's profile said that he didn't want kids, and so I knew that I I wanted kids. So on our date, I was like, so like this don't wanting kids thing, like is that like a for sure thing, or are you not sure? Like I just wanted to know if like I should bother dating anymore because by that time I was ready to like just meet someone that I wanted to have kids with yeah. and um and then what did you say Michael uh I probably said something like um yeah you know I'd be open to do it probably something like that yeah I, mean, I was like approaching 40 uh, I wasn't sure like I wasn't really I just didn't I just it was really hard for me to imagine at that point being in the right situation to feel confident you know mm -hmm. to have, start a family but yeah, I was open to it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess like. I mean, for, I, no, sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I always, I think I always wanted kids. I was just, I was just preoccupied with. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on for a lot of years throughout that time when lots of people have kids. So. Yeah. I thought it would be easier not to have kids. <laughs> totally. Which I mean, in some ways is true, and in some ways is not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think we just kind of kept talking, like. Yeah, about it. Yeah, and about like, like we so, as soon as we kind of knew we were, like, things moved so fast, it was so gay. And um, and I think like, I don't know, I just always imagined having kids with you. I just, mm -hmm. yeah, like right from the first day, I just kind of felt like that would happen. And then it was more of a matter of when we would have them. Like that conversation, conversation shifted back and forth a little bit, but like whether or not we were going to, I think was mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Let's let's dive into the like the nitty gritty, the the juicy, the juicy, the juicy. <laughs> what what process did you all use to get pregnant, and how did you decide on that? So when it came to where we were gonna get sperm, we did like consider who do we know that produces sperm, right. and there weren't actually a lot of people that we even know at all that <laughs> make sperm. We just realized that our our circle is like. Yeah, there's there's no one that really makes it except for your brother. Oh yeah, we, we did think about his but he'd had a vasectomy, so. And we knew that we yeah. could have, but then you thought that would be really tough. Like. Oh yeah, it would have. I don't think he. I don't know if he even offered. We no. talked about it. We didn't even address it with him. But he lives in Toronto. He's had a vasectomy, and there was just stuff around. Kind of made that not something I wanted to do. I guess. And and then we kind of so then we knew we'd get it from a sperm bank. And um, we, there was a lot of discussion around the race of the donor. 
that was I feel like navigating racial dynamics has been the most difficult thing for me in our relationship and so because I was really about like oh man having a white passing child I don't know and um we looked just to see who um like what brown donors were even available and out of like the donors that were needing compliance were also open so that the child would be able to contact them when they turned 18 there was like like, there were three so um, there wasn't a whole lot to choose from and we like we had ongoing discussions and we decided that we'd like want the child to kind of match the makeup of our family and um then we selected like sorry just to interrupt you for one second just for people who are listening and maybe won't see the video could you yeah. like, describe a little bit more what the makeup of your family's like yeah for sure it's a great question so i'm south asian and um so my parents are, are indian and michael is like white <laughs> for lack of a better word so ancestrally his family comes from scotland england i think some parts of germany as well we're we're mixed and so we selected a donor who's mostly white. He, he mentioned that his mom was raised in Puerto Rico, but we didn't quite know what that means for him, but we selected him anyway because he was explicitly, like, queer friendly and just, I just want, we, like, talked about wanting someone that, like, if she meets him, that he wouldn't be a jerk. We chose that donor, and then we had, we were in Vancouver at the time, and we went to a fertility clinic, and that was an interesting experience. Um, but yeah, we kind of went from there. How, how so? Yeah, how was it interesting? Well, if you want to talk about it, I don't. I don't know. Like, okay, from the first, from the very beginning, like they just assume that everybody is cis and, and hetero, and we present that way. Um, but they were like, yeah, you know, Michael's gonna need all his STD checks and, like, to make sure nothing gets done to the baby. We're gonna need to like examine Michael's sperm without even asking, like, right. first about like what brought us there. And our doctor is actually really great, but and he asked us those questions first before making those assumptions. But then, mm-hmm. but then from there, he referred us on to a nurse who specializes in the in the insemination process, and she's the one that made like all these assumptions just very awkward and uncomfortable. And um, yeah, I don't want to speak for you though. If you have something to add to that, even if you remember that process, <laughs> I don't really remember it. Okay. To be honest. Okay. There was a lot of stuff we had to do, and yeah. I just remember that they asked for my blood work, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, well, they also asked like Wendy, the the sperm donor person, had also asked about like um, your sperm count and like. It was just like constantly being like, Michael's trans. <laughs> he doesn't produce sperm. Yeah. It well, was like a, yeah. it was a pretty constant thing. So that that's part of it that was like strange. And it's also like, that's the part I found most. And then like also being like repeatedly having to answer that same question over and over. They'd be like, oh, we don't have a sperm count. I'd be like, he's trans. Because <laughs> we'd get that from various people at the clinic that we didn't have like all the tests done. But yeah. it's like, we don't need to have all those tests done. Because what they like... We don't, we're not a same-sex couple, right? So it does not obvious by looking that there's, like, queerness in there. And Sure, yeah. yeah. Like, that annoying thing of, we've, we've experienced this to a degree with, just because we had a home birth, but, like, the fact that, like, 
the one professional doesn't update the file, so if the next person doesn't have right. a note about it, then the next person. So you're constantly right. <coughs> experiencing those, like, for lack of a better term, little microaggressions, really, just, like, having to okay. be, like, constantly yeah. outing yourself or talking about, like, these things. And, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, like, this isn't, this isn't the same at all, but, like, similarly, okay. I guess we... Okay. Um, had different doctors at the mom care doctor clinic that we went to and they were the one doctor was great super queer friendly really good with like even asked us about pronouns was good about you know us being two women etc cool. and then the next doctor was like cool. um yeah you're gonna bring your i don't know i think she said husband to the hospital or something oh, like that. and i was like there's no husbands involved in this birth <laughs> just fyi my partner's a woman all these things you know so you're just like isn't this on the file? Like, don't you, like, put a star, like, to, like, isn't this the first thing you should know? Like, anyway, just, I, I hate that about having to keep constantly re-explaining yourself to people, you know? Hang on one second. Hey, Allison. Yep. We have a lot of poop. <laughs> no, 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 we have a big poop that I need help changing. Okay, I'm back now. <laughs> you know what why make a, a pregnancy and parenting podcast if you can't also like live your life as parent you know absolutely <laughs> i'm just glad it didn't blow out anywhere it was all contained so, <laughs> so we're good anyway where, where were we in the story we were husband and like why isn't this on the file <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah so you were talking about the the clinic and stuff oh so this was out in Vancouver. This was out yeah. in BC. So you went to the fertility clinic. And did they do, like, so I guess, the, like, the sperm bank and the fertility clinic are not, like, having conversations. No, they don't. So we have to, we, they have certain sperm banks that they work with. So they refer, like, they kind of give us their websites and we look through them. And it's oh. kind of like a dating profile of, like, deciding which sperm to pick. Yeah. And um, you have to pay to look at pictures, but the clinic has, like, that access. So she said if we, like, narrowed it down to a couple, she could send us some of the photos. She was really sweet of them. And it was just, like, little thumbnails, but so that we could see a little bit more. So you could see a couple of the pictures, but they have, like, extras. Yeah that they can see so we do that and then we tell them which ones we want and then they make the order and then um and then the sperm gets sent to them so it's like one vial per shot and we started with with IUI um should I explain what that is or like do folks know if we have um there was one person who went quite into detail that we interviewed previously about IUI maybe if you just want to say what it stands for for the oh yeah it means um intrauterine insemination so it's kind of like just putting sperm into like directly into the uterus and so um we started there first and it's it's so weird because the markers the clinic has too i think like are really set up for people that can get pregnant by having and so because they were like, okay, you know, usually after four, we move on to IVF. But that's assuming that you've had a year of trying to get pregnant by having sex before being referred to the clinic. Like, it doesn't make sense to me to move on to something as invasive as IVF after just, like, four. Like, you would never say that to a couple having sex. And the chances of pregnancy through IUI aren't that much higher than, like, properly timed sex. So, like, that was a bit of a discussion because... IVF is also expensive and invasive and just all of that. Yeah. So we ended up doing a lot 
of IUIs. Like looking back, <laughs> I think it was too many. <laughs> but, like nine but or something. We did ten. Ten. We did ten. And so I know, I know. It took it. It took a while. Like it was almost two years because I had I had a chemical pregnancy in there, and then I had a miscarriage in there, and then I was like, okay, let's. let's yeah, don't on. drink that water, honey. Spit it out. Yeah, not that water, hon. Just pretend. I'm sure she'll survive. <laughs> it's good to create those antibodies, you know? Yeah. Look at those dad eyes. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. You're watching your face, is it? <laughs> I think just like... Michael was born to be a dad. <laughs> She's just pouring it on her lips. Yeah. And it's running down her yeah. body. Okay. That, that's fine. Oh, that's She's fine. washing her face that way. I love how she like goes right to the edge of the boundary. <laughs> now she's. I can't drink it. Can I pour it on my lips? <laughs> that sounds perfect. Oh my gosh. It's so great. So great. Sorry, we're we we're talking about that's the IUIs, and then we, and yeah, and then we decided to do IVF. So like in total, I think it was about three years of trying before I was pregnant. So we, we had talked to a, a couple down in the States that did like a kind of a similar process. Um, and they were talking about like the cost of it. So what was, if you don't mind sharing, what's the cost of something like that here in Canada? Because I know obviously it's quite different than the States in terms of coverage. Yeah, yeah. So each vial of sperm was 800 and then it moved up to 850. So, and then you have to pay for it. Like looking back, I think IVF, if we had done it earlier, would have been cheaper because you have to pay for each file of sperm per IUI. But IVF, you can use one for all your eggs, right? So anyways, we went through 10 of those and then we bought a couple, we bought one more for the IVF. And then each procedure for the IUI was, it was 450 at the time. And mm-hmm. um, so that was the cost of every IUI try. And then when we moved on to IVF, there's like the fee for this cycle. With, that doesn't include any meds or anything like that, just the cycle. And that was, it was 10 grams. And then plus the cost of the medication ended up being an additional, I think it was like seven grams. It was around that. So it was a buttload of money. We went to her bank, we took out a line of credit. We like. And none of that's covered by healthcare, hey? Michael, no, none of that's covered by our provincial healthcare. Ontario covers a cycle. And I think there might be another, I think Quebec does. But BC doesn't, Alberta, of course, won't. (laughs) And um, yeah. So Michael had a, most insurance companies won't cover it either. So my, I worked for the health authority and they didn't cover anything else. But Michael's plan ended up covering a few grants. That's good. When they say uh, a kid is going to cost you a million dollars in your lifetime, they never stuff like that. Hey, like, that's just. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. There's a lot. There's a lot of, I mean, it just meant a lot of stuff. I don't know if sacrifice is the word, but we had to pay off a lot of debt. Yeah, yeah, I think it meant a lot of and yeah. a lot of like living frugally after. <laughs> yeah, we didn't live frugally before, but we certainly did after. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It was worth every penny of it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. of course. Penny. I'm just trying to think if I have any questions about the fertility 
uh, clinic before we move on. Uh, brain oh. I can add that we also had to pay then for storage fees. No. So like when we buy the sperm, we also have to pay to store it at the clinic. And different clinics operate differently. But ours was like 250 per year of storage for anything. So so after after doing IVF, we had like a, a ton of embryos. So then we had to pay to store them there. And then we went to the clinic here and then transferred and then paying to store them here too. So it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one more question. Um, so the, the, the sperm and the process, like the process that you use and the sperm that you use bring this light into the world, Miss Vidya. Um, is that the same that you use for baby number two? Um, sort of. So we used, because we did IVF, like they take out all your eggs at once and they fertilize all of them at once. And I had a lot. So we had a bunch of leftover embryos that they just froze. And um, so we got them transferred because we moved to Edmonton in between that time. And we got them transferred over to the local clinic. And so then I didn't need to do the whole egg retrieval thing again. And I didn't need to pay as much again. So for like the whole cycle that's like around 10 grand, that includes the egg retrieval, the fertilization, the watching the embryos form, all of that. You don't need to do that. If all you're doing is putting in an embryo, it, that's about two grand. That was two grand. So it was two grand to do that here. Um, and I didn't need to take the like as many invasive meds or anything like that again. Um, just kind of ones to prepare my uterus to think it's already pregnant for the embryo. That's amazing. Yeah. So in that round, is that does that just take the one, just like the one procedure? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just the one procedure of like putting the embryo into the uterus and hoping that it sticks, which we were lucky it did, that we didn't have to try again. Thank but, goodness. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. I should I'll add that we also got our embryos tested because I had had because it took like a while um, like doctors think that the main cause for miscarriage is chromosomal abnormalities mm-hmm. and um, miscarriage is really hard on me so we, we decided that we wanted to reduce that risk yes you can put the hat on so we, we got our embryos tested which cost a crap ton more mm-hmm. and so we knew that the chance of it sticking would be pretty high yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think that's one of the reasons it works, like, first try, and also why the second one works first yeah. try, too. <laughs> that's wonderful and really important, too. Like, I think that um, the notion of miscarriage and, and how that affects our souls is still not talked about as much as it needs to be, I think, within yeah. within communities and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's good that that was able to happen yeah. for you. Yeah, it's we when we tried. Um, so we tried not last year, obviously, but the, like the year before, and we ended up having three miscarriages. And oh it, it was so, we had to take like a year off because it was just too oh, much emotionally on like on on me, on my wife, and like our our donor is um, my wife's brother. So we're all like family we're all like quite close you know so yeah it was just like too much on the whole family so we took a year off and then when we went back to try this round first try one hit wonder so that like oh, wow. it, it, it feels good if yeah it feels good when you're like you try so many times and it doesn't work out and then 
you're like a win yes <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah our next question goes out to michael mm-hmm. how did how were you feeling during all of this if you if you remember if you recall like the whole process of like deciding on on like how you were going to do it like picking out the donor and like the whole all the things yeah as like as the non-birthing partner yeah yeah i think like every stage had kind of its excitement and anxiety right like picking out the donor was i mean that i kind of like i i don't know i recall leaving it up to you right like in terms of white donor or not white donor no no you wanted a white donor yeah but i know i did but i Anyway, okay. Well, we're not gonna have consensus on that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, but I felt like I felt good about our donor. I really liked him, and I just, I just, yeah, it felt like a good donor. It was like by the, I mean, I remember near the end where it's just like I don't know if I can do this again. Like after the tenth IUI, and I had a really flexible employer too, which I think helped. I mean, it was a, I did not like. I worked for. I won't say who I worked for. Anyway, I, you know, it was, it was good paying. Um, and I could kind of leave whenever I needed to. I had a lot of autonomy. So I think that made it more doable in a way. Had I had an employer where I couldn't take sick time, as much, or, you know, um, or had to actually work, you know, in retail or somewhere where I was needed to be accountable. So mm-hmm. that was good. Um, but I, by the end of it, I was like, I don't like the miscarriage was devastating and I just, yeah, I didn't know how much more I had in me at that point. But when we tried IVF, thank goodness. Cause I think I, at that point I was like, if this doesn't work, I don't know. I mean, I probably, I probably would have still continued, but it was hard. Yeah. I mean, clearly it was, it was stressful. It was a stressful time. All of it. Wasn't it? But it was exciting, and and we were both excited about having a baby, and we, you know, see kids and get all teary. I so excited to the baby. Yeah, I just wanted a baby. Yeah, and I was really nervous about having a baby too. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. No joke. I would love to know uh, two things. First, in those kind of stressful times and throughout the whole process. What were the resources or the people or the things that helped you both as a family, a growing family, helped you through that time? Um, like, was there any kind of support that you had or things that worked for you? What helped in that situation? I was smoking cigarettes on and off throughout the whole process. And I remember just being devastated, like just feeling so bad about it. Like, I have to quit. I have to quit. And I'd always say, I'm going to quit before, like, when you get pregnant. I don't know if I... I don't remember the process. I think you did. Did I? Yeah. It's just like, oh, I just was like, I cannot be a smoker and have a kid. And I think you did even before the age Did I? Yeah. yeah. But then I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. other than that, I think our friends were super. We had, yeah, our friends were super supportive. We had, we had such a. Mommy wants to daddy. We had a really great. Mommy wants to daddy. We had like there was a group of four folks. Um, that were super supportive, and they were all. No, no, I, I remember you saying, Michael, that it was like no, it doesn't mean nice to have. Yeah. That really helpful that they like got the queer piece, and like two of them were folks of color, so they like they understood the racial dynamic piece too, and they were like I felt like they were there for the whole thing, like through every try, yeah. through the miscarriage, like I get kind of cheery talking about this thing. Yeah. 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 But it was lovely. It was so lovely. 
head. <laughs> Pregnancy hormones too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also like big. Like those are like big emotional times and big emotional experiences to go through. So, yeah. pregnant or not. Yeah, totally, totally. And like they're like right when Vidya was born, and oh yeah, they. I, like... I'd had some issues, and they like we couldn't have done it without them. They were like above and beyond. It. Yeah. Like they were there yeah, they when they were there with you at the home and stuff? Um yeah, like so we um the birth was, was in the hospital. <laughs> um and like just when I when we brought Vidya home, they were there. They were there like helping us bring her home. They drove us home. They built a bed for us like until three in the morning because Pregia hurt her couldn't walk for a couple months after Yeah, I had really badly injured my knee and I couldn't like move around very much and I couldn't get into her bed because it was too low. And they like built us this new bed frame and it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. And made us like a crap ton of food that we could walk in the and have bed for like almost a month. You can go in your house and see what's going on in there. I know, I know. So good. Yeah, that was beautiful. That really was, was what we needed. Definitely. Definitely. Community. Definitely. And then just like a bunch of people like that we didn't even really know well that just kinda showed up and came and saw Vidya and just helped us with meals and Yeah. Came down from Edmonton too and and Peggy's mom also came down, which um at the beginning was sort of like ah (laughs) but then it was like you know, she relaxed a bit more. We all relaxed a bit more and she would take Vidya and we'll sleep with her we could have naps it was amazing <laughs> so um yeah it was just really nice to have a bunch of people that were excited and excited for us and welcoming Vidya into the world yeah i think also that piece that you said about like the work environment is really big like mm-hmm. i also had a pretty like i worked with some co-workers that were pretty great and just people were pretty understanding about time off and like I know that not everybody gets that, and I just I think that that was something that I was really grateful for, that I wasn't afraid that I would lose my job or be judged harshly for being sick or whatever. Um, yeah, that was really key, I think, in terms of surviving the pregnancy and also mm-hmm. the whole process for me as well. Yeah, we had a lot of privilege too, right? Definitely, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it was a lot of hard work. I mean, I kept working in a job I was really unhappy with, primarily to be able to afford, you know, the process and the benefits and the time off flexibility and, you know, so it was just time put in. (laughs) I'm wondering, like, especially now that you've got number two, you're the first couple that we've talked to that has uh, a second child, one (laughs) in the world, one on the way. What has been different this time around as opposed to the last, like I know you had mentioned that you did the IUIs with Vidya, not with this pregnancy, but has there been anything different in terms of like the whole conception process, like so far with your pregnancy, like what, what kind of things have been different this time around? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a different experience. I feel like, yeah, do you want to sit down? It's been different for you first. Oh gosh, uh, I like the excitement's been different. Like you know, we want another kid, totally. but it's different. Yeah, 
it's like um, I, there was anxiety with the first one too because you don't know what you're getting into and now we know and you know she's wonderful and but we remember what it was like you know like the excitement like kind of gets you through the anxiety right yeah and so I think with this with this one it's um, and then the pandemic happening like contextually it, it was kind of like oh yeah we like forget that Peggy was pregnant like just because so much was going on like and not going on that um that's been very different and just the clinic too like um yeah I don't think we felt as comfortable with this clinic as the other one and um and the doctor like I think I probably really loved the doctor at the other clinic (laughs) she tends to just love certain doctors she calls them her dad nice nice dudes but um so yeah that's been different and i don't know i guess not being able to nap whenever we want to has been different because we have one right like energy levels and just yeah yeah i think think also like even just checking progress like i remember being Mm -hmm. yeah and like being so like every second being like oh my god am I pregnant or not like as soon as the thing happens what size vegetable is she right and then like doing so many pre-pregnancy tests (laughs) yeah and this one like I I didn't even have the urge to see if I was pregnant until like 10 days past the the transfer and then I checked I was like oh yeah yeah it worked and like it was (laughs) we're happy but it wasn't like the same sort of happiness it was different it just felt different and then like throughout checking along like I'll check maybe what's happening with the fetus once every few weeks. Whereas with Divya, it was like, in advance, I watched the videos, I read about it. Like, oh my God, it's the size of a grape. Now it's the size of this lemon. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh wait, like, I think I'm 16 weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's 16 and I'll have to like, check the calendar to like double check that that's to... how far along I am. And yeah. like, yeah. It so, seems to be going a lot slower than the first one too for me. Yeah. Mm. And it could just be, you know, being more tired, having a three-year-old, and time tends to go a little slower, I guess. A part of it is extra cool, though, because the DL also (laughs) talks about how excited she is for her baby. (laughs) Her baby's going to love her bad, because she doesn't sleep in it. And, and like, how how the baby's going to look like her, and, like, how she wants to share her car seat with the baby, and, like, it's just nice to know it's so sweet. It's just, it's also really lovely to, like... And it just it and it feels like, yeah, like it's not just our baby; it's also her sibling that yeah. we're happy and like. Yeah, so beautiful. Like yeah, different risks and different I don't know, different imagined gains, different imagined risks, you know, or stressors. It just mm-hmm. yeah, it's different. Sense. It's it's a uh, yeah. Um, you know what's funny is my partner. <laughs> so our we have a known donor. Um who lives in another province and Allison today was just like you know what I should start tracking my ovulation so just in case our donor visits in the next little while we could just give a try and I was like yeah. what uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she was so fucking serious and I was just like cool okay let's talk about that so like yeah that's where her head is at today. I think because yeah. last night was a good night. The night before that, we were both in tears for hours. Right. So I'm just like, yeah. you want to talk about that again? <laughs> yeah. But like, it's funny because I, I totally like, yeah, the notion of having another baby is so real. But I think 
you know, the future, yeah. definitely in the future. But it's also like, yes, now. <laughs> totally. So funny. Uh, it's kind of the opposite in our house. Steph is like, I will never make you be pregnant again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in our case, Allison would carry, so I don't have to be pregnant again. Um, I mean, great. if everything, if she's able to. We don't know if that's yeah. the case, but that's our okay, hope. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, there's advantages to all those things, right? I mean, I think ideally, I think I sort of anticipated we would have a kid sooner. Yeah. Well, both kids sooner. Like, I think we sort of, I thought we'd have kids sooner than we did. Um, but it wouldn't take three years. <laughs> yeah. Like, once we decided, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and the second one, too, I think. But really, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, what's another year or another two years? grand scheme of things it's just uh yeah doesn't matter and i think it'll be good that she's like a little bit older too she yeah. can kind of have more of that role okay and more, more able to handle another b maybe you know maybe do some diaper changes you know yeah, yeah. 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 she yeah. can change her diaper and then she can change the baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. she's not into that diaper change thing at all yet no. so <laughs> yeah so we like to kind of end things on a on a funny note. Do you have any funny stories from your whole conception process that, or from pregnancy, or from yeah. pregnancy? I have yeah. one that stands out in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Oh, tell us, please. Well, so Pregia hurt her leg, as as we mentioned. So she couldn't walk for like the first three months, which was not always funny. Um, a month and a half. A month and a half. <laughs> so she was basically stationary and she had a walker. <laughs> and it was a really bad walker. It was like a walker without, like a like, uh, 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 like a granny walker with no wheels. Like, So she had a walker and Vidya had jaundice a little bit. So we had to go to the hospital <laughs> every day with baby and mom, geriatric mom. <laughs> and we put, I'd push her down the hallway in our office chair to the elevator. <laughs> I take Vidya and I run her with a carrier to the elevator, and then I come back and get Pragya and push her in the <laughs> office chair to the elevator, and then it would just proceed from there. And into the elevator. It was. I'd be in the elevator yeah. in the office chair, and then you'd wheel me in the office chair to the car. Yeah. And then you leave the office chair in our parking spot. <laughs> yeah. And then I we try and find some sort of wheelchair at the hospital. It was ridiculous. It was funny. It was so exhausting, um, but it was funny. That was a funny memory. <laughs> Do you have any funny memories? Or when we got into the parkade when you were pregnant, and our, we had these neighbor friends with these two little kids, <laughs> and they're just getting out of their van, and they're like, and I don't know what was happening, but I think the dad was like, just go back to the van, go back to the van. He's like yelling at them, and like he's got her walker, and she's. Oh, I didn't have my walker. No, mm-hmm. it was after. That was after. Well, yeah, that's that's my funny memory of it all. Yeah. You? Do I have a funny memory? I don't know. The funny times are like watching Vidya grow. I think that's been the most. I don't, I'm trying to think of like anything really. I, I I'll just say one more thing. I remember when we came back that first day from the hospital. We had our friends drive us, and and they stuck around. And we've been in the hospital. Did I? Oh, I didn't know that. Did I spill it? Oh, gosh. Do you want some more from my cup? So we got home. They drove me in the hospital for, like, what, a week? 
Mm-mm. Three days. Three days. Okay, for like a week. I slept on the floor on a little something mattress. Yeah. But we got back and we were just delirious because I was so sleep deprived, and I just remember rolling on the floor just laughing. But we had our friends around us, and it was just that was wonderful. Like I was so happy. Yeah, I was so happy to have this baby. And I remember being in the elevator when we were coming home. And I just like, I lifted her in front of everybody. And I was like, she's a week old or whatever, three days old or whatever. I was so proud. Aww. It was wonderful. That's cheesy. I love it. Cheesy and beautiful. It's the best. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of cheese, I'm now craving cheese. Like, I want a grilled cheese sandwich. Holy. Dude, I want so one right now. <laughs> yeah, we should all have grilled cheese sandwiches later. That's, that's, that's a, a great idea. true fact. Like, uh, we're just wondering if you had any um, words of wisdom or advice or just a little message to other queer parents maybe embarking on this journey, um, stuff that maybe you would have wanted to hear beforehand that you want to maybe pass on to the to the listeners? Yeah, I think, like, for me, I wish – I think I put pressure on myself in raising our kids in a particular queer way. And, like – and like I think being femme and us presenting as like as straight like so often like being read that way and and having a lot of privilege that comes that way too but there's a lot that I feel about like not being a part of like queer parenting communities for that reason and just like just like there's just I feel like there's pressure to raise kids in this more alternative way or like to breastfeed or to like like just all these things that just couldn't work out for us in certain ways Mm-hmm. So I, I think, like, my, my wisdom would be that there's no one way to be queer. That if you're queer, then the way you're parenting is a queer way of parenting. And um, that there's so many ways to do it. And that sometimes, like, even the queerness isn't at the forefront, and that's okay. Like, sometimes, for me, race comes at the forefront a lot more than, than queerness does. Like, that's been a lot more difficult for me to navigate with having a kid than, than the queerness has been. And, and I think that speaks to, like everything involved in having a child so I think whatever feels right is right <laughs> and um that that will change probably over time in place okay we'll be and right there honey that's okay that's what I wish I could have believed and known at the start of the journey that's brilliant and if you ever feel comfortable sharing that piece with the audience we'd love to have you back on to talk about cool. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, be happy. Have, <laughs> would be amazing. We have many a topic to discuss. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. Thank yeah. you. And that like lightens my heart too. Like because yeah, parenting will throw you curveballs, and you're just like, okay, here we are. Like there's yeah so much to consider, but ultimately you have to do what's right for you and your child, and um, navigating those things as they come up. And there's no one right way. And um, we all can benefit from talking to each other and learning from each other and, and knowing that, um, yeah, there are lots of different ways. That's beautiful. We've, we've also had a really good resource. I mean, Craig is a really great resource for me, really. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, I think we're on the same page most of the time with how we parent and what we want for Vidya. And, but, like, um, we we get a lot of good stuff from, like, a person named Janet Lansbury, which has been really helpful um, in terms of parenting. It's not queer related, but. Do you have any like resources that have been really helpful that you want to share? Maybe, um, Craig, if you want to send me the links through sure. Facebook or Michael, you can like text me yeah. or whatever. 
because yep. um, then we'll include them in the link when we eventually do. Uh, yeah. Do you have any other things you want to be like? And this. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're done, honey. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think one thought that I have always is that like the parenting part. I don't. I don't think when I was pregnant it took up as much space as the pregnancy part. I think I always should have. <laughs> and I feel more prepared for the second one. But yeah. um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but for um for chatting with us guys, oh, thanks, I'm guys. looking forward to yeah to hearing yeah. to hearing the other stories. Absolutely, we are so grateful for you to be a part of this, and um, yeah, stay tuned for more potential invitations down the road to talk about different things if you're cool. interested. And um, yeah, this was just wonderful. So 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 good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Have a really good rest of your day. I have to pee so bad. So. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, it'll feel so good. <laughs> okay. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.